Good morning. Welcome, everyone. It's good to see everybody here today. It's uh, good to be inside. It's cold out there, isn't it? Uh, but it's warm in here, and, it, and we are filled with, uh, with warm hearts as we gather in fellowship together. We welcome you. We welcome our guests especially. You're very important to us, and we're glad that you are here this morning. A few announcements I'd like to call to your attention. First of all, let me remind you of our attendance sheets on each row. We'd like to ask if you would to fill that out so we could have a record of your attendance with us this morning. And especially if you'd like to receive our email newsletter, please be sure to put your email address on there, and we'll put you on that list. It's a great way to keep up with what's going on at Community Baptist Church. Also, some announcements are coming up, uh, announcements about activities and about inactivity. First one is about inactivity. We will have no activities on Wednesday night. Our regular activities are canceled for Wednesday because we figure that a lot of you will probably be stuffing the turkey that night and uh, and preparing those casseroles for the next day. So uh, we'll uh, allow you to do that and so you can have a bountiful and abundant uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday. However, we do have a number of activities that are coming up beginning uh, on uh, Sunday, next Sunday. I can't believe that next Sunday is December. Can you? Next Sunday starts December. It's the first Sunday of Advent. And also, uh, we are going to be starting a new tradition next Sunday, and that is um, a Chrismon service. Now, some of you may not know what that is. A Chrismon stands for Christ monogram, which are ancient symbols of Christ. For example, here we have the, a dove. Uh, symbolic of the of the Holy Spirit of God, and um, and these are beautifully decorated by many of you. Some of you have worked this summer and decorated a number of these, and we will be uh, talking about these symbols and what they what they signify. We'll be singing uh, carols of Christmas. We'll be reading scripture, and we'll be decorating our Christmas tree with all sorts of symbols just like these. That will be on Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and we invite you to come and be a part of that. And uh, here's a little incentive to stay. Uh, right afterwards, we will be having an open house that's hosted by our deacons. So I hope that you can make that on uh, next Sunday. Also, on December the 7th, uh, our church has agreed to be bell ringers to, to, to uh, staff the, the bells for the Salvation Army. And uh, we have been assigned December 7th to do that. We need two more people. A lot of people have stepped up and have volunteered to do that. We need two more people that will be willing to ring the bells uh, between 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock on uh, Saturday afternoon on the 7th. So if you'd like to volunteer, there is a uh, volunteer sheet on the clipboard in the, the pocket of the office door. So please just sign up right there. Uh, also, Brittany Smith, I think you have an announcement about our Women's Mission Group. I just wanted to invite all the women in the church to the Women's Mission Group auction, which is going to be on December 2nd. It's going to be at Amy McDowell's house, which Amy can give you much better. Oh, where is Amy? She's downstairs. If you need directions, you should ask Amy. I'm not very good with directions. which I wanted to kind of explain what the auction is um, for some of you that maybe have never been or are thinking about coming. Um, It's a potluck first, so you just bring a covered dish, whatever you want to bring. Um, And then after that, we will um, have a really short auction. It's not expensive in any form. I think I spend like $15 or $20. If an object gets over about $5, I'm out. It's too rich for my blood. (laughs) But um, you can do food. If you like, a lot of people do pies that are frozen, um, candied pecans, or you can bring any UK stuff sells extremely well. And then um, some people take decorations at their house that they're no longer using and are done with and um, then kind of pass them on. You know, so we all have uh, different decorations from everybody else's house. So if you'd like to come and join in with us, it'll start at six o'clock probably run between like six and nine, but you can come and stay as long as you can. So I just wanted to um, extend that invitation to everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. 
Uh, one other announcement also uh, coming up in our Christmas season, our starting our celebration outright. On uh, December the 10th, our uh, Joy Lunch will be meeting. And uh, we haven't had a meeting in a while, uh, but we're going to be meeting in December, on December the 10th. And this is for everybody. I know it's kind of plugged as a senior citizens thing, but if you're available for lunch that day, we invite you to come. Uh, it's a potluck uh, lunch, and, uh, and then afterwards we'll have a program. And this month's program will be our own Summer Bennett, who will be uh, presenting us, serenading us with songs of the season. Isn't that right? Yeah, good. All right. We have a lot going on, a lot, a lot of things coming up. It's a, an exciting time of the year, and we pray for God's blessings on each of us as we enter into this time of, of the season. Uh, but for the time being, why don't we stand and greet each other in the name of the Lord and share the love of Christ with one another.
Please join me in our responsive reading, reading a litany of thanksgiving. Let us give thanks to the Lord, for God satisfies the thirsty, fills the hungry with good things, and heals the afflicted. We thank you, gracious Lord, that you provide for all our needs, for food on our tables, for clothes on our bodies, for the beds we sleep in, for the dwellings that shelter us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Philippians 4, 4, 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, If there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. I knew there was going to be a bunch of kiddos today. Something just told me that. So you ever do show and tell at school? You do? Show and tell has been around a long time. It was around when I was in school, and we all know that was back when the dinosaurs were around. So guess what I got in here? I'll tell you what I've got in here, and then I'm going to see if you can guess. Now, I've got one thing, and it's an animal. A good guess. No, it is a symbol of Thanksgiving. A turkey. Look here. Here is a turkey for all the adults back there who don't know what a turkey is. This is a turkey. And what does turkey have to do with Thanksgiving? You eat it. Then you have leftover turkey, don't you? Okay. All righty. Got to listen up, Grace. So this is a symbol of Thanksgiving. Now, I'm going to give you a hint. There's another symbol of Thanksgiving that's in this room somewhere. Where where would there be another symbol of Thanksgiving? Where's another symbol of Thanksgiving? What what are those flowers in over there? You're right. What is that thing called? It starts with a C. A flower pot? No. A a container. Okay, it's called a cornucopia. It's the thing that's shaped like a horn. And, you know, that goes way back to the pilgrims' days when they were really, really blessed. And they had fruits and all sorts of blessings that they thought were from God flowing out of that. We've got pumpkins and leaves and apples that are flowing out of it. But our sermon today and the scripture that was just read is on gratitude. Can you tell me in your own words what gratitude is? What does gratitude mean? How about appreciation? Do you know what appreciation means? What's, what, 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 is, what do you do if you appreciate something? You say thank you. Very, very good. That is exactly right. And we have a lot to say thank you over, don't we? How many times a week do you say thank you? Every day. I hope you say it many times a day. We have a lot to be thankful for. 
Um, what does God want us to be thankful for? Our families, our church families, our friends, everything. He came, just a second, yes, our parents, he came out of nowhere and what? He came out of nowhere and foamed the whole earth in seven days, and that is our blessings that we have to live in here. So this week is all about Thanksgiving and giving thanks, and I'm, I'm hoping that you will become thankful people not only this week, but forever. And how are some ways that we can be thankful? What can we do? What can we do to be thankful people? How can we thank God? You're right on it. Worshiping, that's exactly right. We can pray, we can worship, we can read the Bible. Those are all ways that we can say thank you. You know, I had a friend today on Facebook that posted this, and I was very moved by this statement that he made. It's a friend from Florida that now lives in Tennessee. And his post was a long one, but this was the gist of his post on Facebook. It said, Good morning, God. It says, I I thank you for the blessings that you've given me today, and I pray for those people who love me, but I pray even more for those people who don't love me. Now, does that sound like something that Jesus would do, is pray for people that don't love him? Yes, he would. He would pray for people who don't love him. And even he would say to God, thank you for sending those people in my life, and let me show them how to be an example like you are to me, to them. And that's exactly what this friend was saying. So I was very, very impressed with that. So if you will this week, I want you to say thank you as many times as you can. I want you to eat a lot of turkey. And I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Okay? Let's have a prayer together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for each of these children and what they mean to us. May we be examples to them as you are to us in our lives. We thank you for Jesus and we pray this in your name. Amen. You can go back with Miss Mary. Happy Thanksgiving. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to return some things to you. We thank you that you are so generous to us to give us your son and forgiveness of our sins and 
the peace that passes understanding. We pray that it will be used to spread your glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Beautiful. Thank you, choir. Some of you um, may remember back in 1998 when there was a film nominated for seven Academy Awards. The film was titled Life is Beautiful, and it was truly a beautiful film. The story is about an Italian Jewish family that was taken into a, a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. But at the camp, Guido, the father, uses his fertile imagination to shield his young son, Joshua, from the horrors of life in that terrible place. He hides his son from the Nazi guards. He sneaks him food. He tries to humor him. He does everything that he can do to hide their true situation from Joshua. In fact, in an effort to keep up his son's spirits, Guido convinces him that the camp is really just a game, and the first person to get a thousand points wins a tank. He tells him that if he, if he cries, he loses points. If he complains that he wants his mother or says that he's hungry, he loses points. He tells him that quiet boys who hide from the guards earn points, and the first one to get to a thousand wins. So under these most tragic of circumstances, Guido brings joy into his son's life by turning their awful situation into a game. Now, Guido was played by the Italian actor and director Roberto Benini, and Hollywood loved Benini. He was full of so much joy and energy. In fact, when Benini received the Best Actor Award, which, by the way, was the first Oscar ever given for a male performer in a non-English-speaking role. But when he received that award, Benini burst out in joy. He danced over the tops of the chairs and leaped up onto the stage. And he then proceeded to, to squeeze the presenter, who was Sophia Loren, the actress Sophia Loren. And he squeezed her so hard that he almost crushed her. And Benini said, then Benini said that he wanted to kiss everybody in the room and die in the ocean of this generosity. Well, this was not out of character for Benini, not at all. He pretty much did the same thing just a couple of days later on The Tonight Show. And he once bear-hugged the Pope and kissed him and called him Babo, which is daddy, basically, which led the Pope to say, you are very Italian. Well, at the next year's ceremony, when Benini read the nominees for the Best Actress Award, host Billy Crystal showed up with a large net as if to restrain him if he started his over-the-top antics again. But this is how Benini explained his behavior. He said, it is a sign of mediocrity when you demonstrate gratitude with moderation. I like that statement. And I want you to ponder that statement for just a moment. It is a sign of mediocrity when you demonstrate gratitude with moderation. Well, I believe that that is a sentiment that the Apostle Paul would wholeheartedly agree with. Listen to Paul's words from our lesson today from Philippians. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? Rejoice in the Lord always, said Paul. And I'll say it again in case you didn't admit you missed it the first time around. I will say it again. Rejoice. In other words, don't be moderate in giving thanks to God. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to dance on the backs of the chairs. 
I mean, I know that most of us are probably not Italian. And to be honest with you, most of us are not that limber. But, of course, you don't have to be Italian to get excited, do you? Some non-Italians get excited, too. I I heard about a uh, small rural Baptist church a while back where folks got really excited during a revival service one, one night, and people started confessing and repenting right there in the service. One man stood up and he declared, I've been smoking three packs of cigarettes a day and I'm going to quit. And all the folks in the congregation said, Amen. And another man stood up and said, I've been drinking a six-pack of beer every day and I'm going to quit. And all the congregation said, Amen, Amen. And a third man stood up and said, I've been cursing an awful lot lately and I'm going to quit. And the Amens came from all over the wor- all over the room and But there was this one little old lady in the congregation who kind of got caught up in the excitement of the moment. And so she, too, stood up and she said, I haven't been doing anything, and I'm going to quit that, too. (laughs) This lady didn't want to miss out on all of the excitement, even though she hadn't really done anything. And you know something? It's kind of nice to get excited in church from time to time from time to time. I'm afraid it doesn't happen enough. But one thing that we should always get excited about is the blessings that we have received from God. Amen. Hey, we're getting excited. (laughs) It is a sign of mediocrity. When you demonstrate gratitude with moderation. And that's true, isn't it? Do not be anxious about anything, said Paul, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. This says to me that gratitude should be the dominant theme of our lives. And I'm not just talking about Thanksgiving Day. We, we, we have that every year, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But I'm not talking about just being thankful on Thursday. What I'm saying here is that our whole year should be marked by an attitude of gratitude. And when you think about it, that's really the only way to live. In fact, an an attitude like that will do wonders for your health as well as your psychological well-being. At least that's the testimony of those who study such things. According to Dr. Michael Brinkley, a a psychologist who focuses on age-related issues, more and more senior citizens are living healthy, active, vital lives up into their 80s and 90s and even beyond the century mark. And Brinkley says that in his studies of these successful seniors, he has isolated four common elements. And the first one is a sense of gratitude. They are very grateful for the gift of life. The other three elements are a proactive approach to life, a desire to learn and to grow, and an optimistic attitude. Call it a self-fulfilling prophecy if you like, but it seems to me that the more grateful you are, the more things you will have to be grateful for. Count your many blessings, the old gospel tune says. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings and see what God has done. And you know something, folks? It works. It really does. That's the testimony of those senior citizens who are living rich, full, productive lives up into their 80s and 90s and even beyond. Scientist Robert Emmons wrote an article on the the joy of of thanks. and, And he said that the physical as well as the psychological benefits of being thankful is equivalent to that of therapy. He says, my colleagues and I are finding that gratitude, which we define as a felt sense of wonder, thankfulness, and appreciation for life is more than simply a pleasant emotion to experience or a polite sentiment to express. Gratitude promotes a basic disposition, one that that makes lives happier, healthier, 
more fulfilling and even longer. So folks, do yourselves a favor and learn to thank God every single day for your blessings. And not just when things are going your way. Not just when things are going your way. It's also very important to learn how to say thank you every day of your lives, regardless of what your circumstances may be. In the book of Acts, it's a great example of this. Paul and Silas are preaching in Galatia when God calls them to go to Macedonia. And at first, they didn't want to go. It's a long way. It's out of their way. They didn't want to go to Macedonia. But everywhere that they went instead, they just kept running into roadblocks and to closed doors. And, and finally, they agreed to follow God's will. And they thought, we'll go to Macedonia. Everything will be fine. Eh. No. That's not what happened. They finally got to Macedonia. And almost immediately when they got there, they were falsely accused by, of a crime. They were beaten. They were thrown into jail. And they were left there in the worst of circumstances. Now think about that. Can you imagine that? They did what they believed God wanted them to do. And they were, and they were running into all of these problems. And so at this point, Paul and Silas had a choice to make. They could give in to the temptation of self-pity. They could begin to complain, woe is me. But is that what they did? No. Not Paul and Silas. In that dark, damp prison cell, they started praising God and singing hymns. Think about that a second. And that's when the earthquake suddenly shook the prison and the chains fell off and the prison doors opened up and all the prisoners were set free. Tim's story says, praise and thanksgiving will always set us free from our troubles, even if our circumstances do not change. The great evangelist Dwight L. Moody told about an older gentleman who got up in a meeting that Moody was conducting, and the man said that he had lived nearly all of his life on Grumble Street. You ever known anybody like that? <laughs> But he said not long ago, he moved over to Thanksgiving Street. Moody said, what a nice change of address from Grumble Street to Thanksgiving Street. And it showed on the man's face. He said, Paul and Silas were in jail. They had received stripes on their backs from the whip. They had their feet in the stocks. And what did they do? They sang praises to God. If some of us were in jail with our feet in the stocks, says Moody, I don't think we would sing very much. And I think he's probably right. My friends, it's a whole lot easier to count your blessings when things are going great. But folks, it takes a mature faith to give thanks when things aren't so well, going so well. writer Kathleen Norris tells about a friend of hers, a young woman who's a brilliant scholar. She was stricken with cancer, and over the course of several years, she came close to death on three different occasions. Fortunately, after extensive treatments for, of, of both uh, radiation and chemotherapy, she went into remission. Her prognosis was uncertain at best. But she was able to return to teaching. And, and even after all that she had been through, this friend said to another colleague, listen to this, folks. She said, I'd never want to go back to the way I was before I got cancer. Because now I know what each morning means, and I am so grateful just to be alive. That colleague said, we've been through so much together in, in these last few years. And the woman said, yes, we have. And hasn't it been a blessing? Folks, that's the testimony of many people who have been through similar difficulties. They are grateful for the kind of people that they have become. 
Dr. Michael Collins <clears throat> is an orthopedic surgeon, and she, he tells about one of the most memorable patients that he ha- has had. She was an 18-year-old girl named Sarah. Sarah was diagnosed with an aggressive form of bone cancer on the left side of her pelvis. And Dr. Collins was called in to perform her surgery. The surgery consisted of the amputation of her entire left leg and a large portion of the left half of, of her pelvis. It's hard for, even, for us to even think about a surgery that extensive. But you know something? Sarah never complained, not once. She said that losing her leg had made her grateful for all of the things that she hasn't lost. She thanked the doctor over and over and over for his work. She taught Dr. Collins that a sense of gratitude could overcome everything and anything. So you see, gratitude should be the dominant theme of our lives. And not just when things are going our way. We should be grateful no matter what our circumstances may be. For you see, our gratitude is an acknowledgement of our dependence on God. The influential theologian Paul Tillich once said this about giving thanks. He said, the reason most of us do not respond to thank you and do not say thank you is because we instinctively realize that it makes us somehow dependent on that person. If I thank you, I am saying that I am dependent on you, and I am publicly affirming it before God and others. He said gratitude is an action that has its roots in grace, the free, undeserved love action of God. When we are truly grateful, we become starkly aware that we are wholly dependent for everything upon God and upon our fellow human beings who are made in God's image. When we are truly grateful, we recognize that God has favored us whether we deserve favoring or not. And that's true, isn't it? Thanksgiving is a holiday on which we acknowledge our dependence on God and we acknowledge our many blessings from God. Bishop Thomas Ken understood that. You see, Thomas Ken wrote the words to the tune that we now know today as, as the doxology, and we're going to sing this in a, in a few moments. Ken was born in England 17 years after the pilgrims came to the United States, here to America, and his life was extremely turbulent. He experienced a lot of personal problems as well as political turmoil. He lived through the great London fire that destroyed four-fifths of that city. He lived through the devastation of the bubonic plague that brought death to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. But in spite of all of that, he still maintained an attitude of praise to God. And he demonstrated that spirit in this time-honored chorus. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. You see, my friends, gratitude should be the dominant theme of all of our lives and not just things when things are going our way. Because gratitude is an acknowledgement that we are totally dependent upon God, as well as an acknowledgement that all of our blessings that we have come from the Lord. We need to be thankful. After all, it's a sign of mediocrity when you demonstrate gratitude in moderation. So let's don't do that. Let us... Today and every day, be extravagantly thankful. Amen. <coughs> We're going to sing a thankful, a, a thankful hymn. We gather together, number 636. Um, 
a thanksgiving hymn, a hymn that reminds us of all that God has done in our lives. This will be our closing hymn, and then we'll have our benediction, but don't go yet, because immediately after our benediction, we will sing together the doxology. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Let us sing together all three verses of We Gather Together. from here, be thankful always, have gratitude in your hearts to the Lord. Let your life overflow with praise and the God of all love and grace, the giver of every good and perfect gift, will fill your life with happy songs of joy. Amen. Amen.